The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today, I have in my pictureless studio... Bailey Freeman, otherwise known as Foolish Baseball. Yes. Bailey, thank you so much for being here. I'm touched that I qualify as the and friend for this <laughs> podcast episode. Oh, get out of here. Actually, <laughs> it is true. Bailey flew all the way to New York City, not to visit anybody else. No. Just to see the murder room himself. I just wanted to do this. <laughs> How has it been so far? Dude, it's been amazing. So, like, this is my first sort of big trip to New York City. I'm spending about a week here, and I've just, it's basically been, you know, going place to place, meeting all types of baseball people and I think I kind of lost this like during the pandemic like yeah. I've grown so much I think I've got like much more of like a profile on like the baseball internet mm-hmm. and now it's like you know the fruits of my labor pay off and I can come here and I can just like hang out with people like you you know I mean this is this is where I don't know this is the most fun part about it I remember going to first pitch Arizona in 2019 um, and that's when I first met all these people in the fantasy baseball world. Right. And I know that you're in, you know, you're obviously in the baseball world, not the fantasy baseball, but my God, you would have so much fun at that event. Uh-huh. It's just all of us nerds. Like, you know, when you're at an event right now with your, with your, your friends, your normal friends, mm-hmm. and you're just hoping at some point someone says a word about baseball. Right. But you know that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that, there, every single conversation, someone's like, hey, so what do you think about Alex Cobb this year? I'm like, what? Oh, uh, yes, I'm so excited. You know, hark. You know, yeah. and I sprint to the other side of the room, right? <laughs> like, it's it's the best feeling. And uh, who have you seen so far in New York? Yeah, so uh, I came here Tuesday. First person I saw was Sung Min Kim. Oh, man. When yeah. I hung out with Sung Min Kim. It was great. I got to pick his brain about, you know, working in KBO for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked kind of on like the player acquisition type of thing. So I'd ask him about all types of different players that he was looking at and how he, you know, ended up with like, you know, Dixon Machado, for example. There's a oh, lot man. of Dixon Machado talk. Um, <laughs> that's what I, yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and Dan Straley talk. Um, of course. And, uh, and then next day, yesterday, I was with uh, the John Boy crew, went to the John Boy office, brand new. It's amazing to see how far baseball on YouTube can take you. Yeah, apparently. right. There you go. Hey, that yeah. must have been like the most exciting thing for you. Not just, of course, obviously, I, like you know, that's, that's such a fun feeling seeing that studio come to life and everything. Mm-hmm. But also, you think in the back of your head, like, oh man, so YouTube baseball stuff, huh? Yeah, that's what they are to me. Is they are like the like they set the ceiling, right? And so it's like as as long as they keep growing, it's like, oh, I can do that. Like yeah, they sure. have a million subscribers on right. YouTube, for example. That's insane. And I look at my 200 something thousand and I'm like, I could get five times well, that. Well, okay, hold yeah. on. Uh, so I am going to tangent here because that's okay. why I think the best conversations are multiple tangents. Mm-hmm. So I, 
when did you first make your like the first ever foolish baseball video? What was it? Okay, so it was it would have been in spring 2018. 2018. Uh-huh. I'm living in Hamburg, Germany at this point. <laughs> <laughs> set set the stage. Yeah, okay. All right. So I finished college in 2017. Uh-huh. Uh went and did a year abroad as part of an exchange program basically. So I'm living in Hamburg, Germany. I'm volunteering with a couple of baseball teams just to basically pass the time. Sure. I'm with uh, the Hamburg uh, Steelers at the time. This is amazing. Yes. And I can just imagine you with like a clipboard or something. Yeah. At like charting the pitches and stuff, trying right. to help them out. I was like, I was really more like social media guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's, that does, you know, still work for me. Um, but so I'm starting to make videos. I'm making videos about out of the park baseball mm-hmm. and uh, out of the park baseball. I'm assuming probably most people who watch this kind of thing are familiar with oh, what yeah. it is. Y'all are familiar <laughs> yeah. with out of the park baseball. Um, but, you know, it's a GM simulator spreadsheet baseball game for your PC basically. And um and I had been playing the series for a couple years and I remembered that it had kind of a steep learning curve. Like I the first time I tried it, I like couldn't really get into it. I couldn't really figure out all the minutia and the details. And so, you know, I looked around at what was going on on YouTube and I was like, you know, there's not really much yeah. YouTube content for this game. Right, right. And so I just kind of started making tutorials and I think it kind of worked because I wasn't an expert I was more of a novice so mm-hmm. like I was maybe more relatable to someone who just got the game sure, because yeah. I remembered you know being there and so yeah first 20 or 30 videos I made starting from like spring 2018 till like fall 2018 were just out of the park baseball and once I was done with out of the park I had about 800 subscribers so I you know I'd grown uh, to the point where it had a, like a very small audience it's, of baseball nerds. I will say this, yeah. yeah, it's hard to get your initial subscriber base if you don't have any other brand. Correct. Right, yeah. and you know, it was very easy for me to get you know like a thousand or so because we have Twitter, we have our website, everything like that. It's like okay, I can just you know funnel hopefully some people that I think that there would be aligned content. But when you're just starting off, you're just praying to the YouTube algorithm that you'll right. get somebody. Yeah, and for me, part of it was actually like I had to find the people. That, right. Like, so. You know, for now, obviously, everything I do is just like YouTube algorithm will handle it if I do something good, you know. But but then it was like posting on like the forums for OTP and being like, sure. hey, guys, if in case you wanted to see some videos, you want to go look at these. And, and you know, I think most places like maybe like a Reddit or something like that, not going to be the most receptive mm-hmm. to original content. But for whatever reason, yeah, isn't that the craziest thing, though? Yes. Like Reddit hates original content. It's now. so funny to see when you like go on there and you're like, hey, Everything's like my friend made this, my cousin made this, right, you know. Right. And it's like you made it, you know. But <laughs> apparently, that's more compelling. You can't do that, but if you do yeah. OC, sometimes that uh, works. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know the whole thing about how I was banned from our baseball, right? No, I did you not know, know this. Yes, I was. I very quickly. That's how I got my start. Mm-hmm. I was a redditor since like December of 2009 or something like that. Yeah, I've joined not long after you. I'm right, like 2010 or 20. College baby. Yeah. I uh, so. So then I started this website, Picture Gifts and all. And I was so excited about it. And as a Redditor, I had been you know involved in our baseball. I said, guys, I made this amazing site. And uh, it shut down the site. Like it went like 40,000 hits in 24 hours or something. And nice. uh, then I became a regular there posting nastiest pitches every morning through the 2014 season, 2015, mm-hmm. 2016. And eventually they wanted to me to pull back. So what I was doing is I was doing one a day, just like, this is the nastiest pitch from yesterday. It was like always like the top voted thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I got my initial success. Then they kind of said, nah, you're done Ooh. with that. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I've been doing this for years. Like, the I've people been like a staple of this. This is wonderful. They're yeah. all voting it to the top. Like, why is this a bad thing? And then uh, then they limited me to three a week and then one mm-hmm. a week. And then they wanted me to then comment like 
10 times for every one. And I was just so busy doing this stuff that I couldn't do it as much. So then I waited like three months once and then posted like, I don't remember what it was, some video about something that was like, hey guys, here's a, here's all these gifts. And like, no, done. And they banned Ooh. me. And that was it. I'm like, this Incredible. is, now it's just like all Twitter posts. Yeah. All our baseball is, is just Twitter posts. And it's just like, why, why are, like I made the thing you wanted and now you've pushed me away. So I don't, I don't post there anymore. They, they lifted the ban. Yeah. Cause they accidentally brought me on their podcast. They didn't uh, know I was banned. I've done that. I've done their podcast before too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. And yeah. like, they're wonderful guys. They didn't know that I was banned. I was like, Hey, <laughs> I can do this, but like, you know, I'm banned. And they go, Oh, well, okay, we'll fix that, I guess, you know? Yeah. So I'm not banned, but I haven't posted anything. I'm terrified. No, oh, of course. I mean, I come for you, you know, if you're not commenting 10 times a day. It's insane. Our fancy baseball, though. Yeah, there you go, right? I've uh, been there, too, yeah. They're good. They're mm-hmm. fine. They, they've really helped us out, too, and stuff. But uh, but so were you, I mean, you say this kind of in jest, like, were you, you had the forum. There's got to be other places that you tried to put your content originally. No, I think it was really just those OTP forums, but I did, like, like the OTP like website itself, like their forums. But I think it was on like the subreddit as well. Okay. And um, yeah, and that's and like you said earlier, that's the hardest thing to do is right. go from zero to something. Right. And so you know, once I got those first few hundred, you know, the next few hundred come a little bit easier. And it's you know, it's it compounds basically. Absolutely. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill. So I mean, the big one, the one that I had, uh, I discovered you mm-hmm. was, I mean, you know, the one you must guess. Come on. Justin Verlander. Uh, always. Yeah. It's so good. If you have in any way not listened to or watched the Foolish Baseball, Justin Verlander, I don't know what you're doing. You're not a baseball fan. I'm going to gatekeep right now. Wow. I'm so sorry. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> but seriously, it's an amazing one. And even the, I think what's the, the best part about it is the story you tell. Mm-hmm. And that's lost in a lot of things in, in inside of this. It's not a, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, cool. Here are gifts. Ta-da. It's done. Which I've certainly done in my day. But you actually told this whole thing. I remember distinctly. The uh, I think it was the spin rate on the final pitch you threw, uh-huh. or was that right? Or was it the miles per hour on the last one? Well, he he hits one hundred two. That's the second right. to last pitch. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and that's like a big moment or something right. that you put into it, which was just oh, oh one hundred two, man. Yeah, in the eighth what, inning. In like two thousand nine, was this two thousand eight? I'm gonna be so bad if I get this wrong, but I think it was twenty twelve. Uh, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Well, still, still amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was so you put that one out, and I'm sure you saw like a giant spike in everything. Yes, that was really when. It really, like, I mean, I was doing the OTP, it was a hobby, you know, but that was the moment when I was like, oh, like, I have to take this seriously now, you know, the the complete mood changed. At the time, I was back from Germany, I was living in my hometown of Rome, Georgia, working in a homeless shelter for the weekends. So I posted that video. Representing today, yes. by the way, with the uh, the most baseball thing you ever think of, MLS. Suffers suffers the same way we do, of no one caring. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, so I remember I posted the video on like probably a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. I go in for work, and the whole time I'm just like glued to the analytics. I'm like, what is yeah, happening right? here? And I, by the time I go home, I didn't even told my parents I make like YouTube videos because it was just something I would do in like Germany. <laughs> sure, and I yeah. would just do it like occasionally. Right. I was like, mom, I made something and like 100,000 people have watched it. Right. You know, and it was just like. And it wasn't her 100,000 times too. Right, yeah, which I was afraid of, you know, obviously, because <laughs> she's very supportive. Um and so, you know, from there on out, and that was the second, no, that was the third episode of Baseball Bits I okay. made. Okay. Um, and the first two, you know, they came and went with a couple hundred views. But for whatever reason, this one took off. I had, you know, figured out the format, I guess. And f- that was like, you know, in YouTube, the algorithm gives you the feedback. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, this works. I, I got to keep making more of this. There's no more. I don't make out of the park baseball on my main channel right, anymore. Right. It's this Baseball Bits 15-minute video essay about sort of like making 
you know, baseball analytics more accessible for a YouTube audience. Right. And if people want out of the park, you got to go to Foolish Bailey. Yeah. I just finished this channel. OTP series on there. So I'm still I'm still sticking with my roots, you well, know. Who was oh man, there was someone that was uh it was the the fictional league, right? It was uh what 2014 was simulated? Yeah, so I did the last 10 years okay. and basically did like an alternate universe, right. if that makes sense. And who yeah. was the most startling player? <sighs> this guy, I can't even say his name properly, but it's like Jason Leblebgian or something like that, <laughs> who was like a career like minor leaguer, <laughs> okay. became like one of the best second basemen. You got to find that person. Yeah, I know. And I know they, it's not, they're not fake. Like yeah. they, they exist. They're all real people. And yeah. I was made sure to like tell people like, these are all real people, even if you don't know the name. Yeah. That's, that is amazing. Oh, I love that. Um, so, so I do want to get this idea that, cause you said that was like your you third video. The chat. Is oh, that, there it is. That's probably the name. Thank you so much, Spore. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Spore. What's up, man? Yeah. What's uh, up? So I, so that was your third video though. Yes. Third baseball bits. Right. So you did the first two. What made you make that first one? Um, I wanted to win an argument online. Is that right? Yes. Oh, which is the greatest. A, it really is. Which yeah. is the greatest inspiration for really any sort of creative output. Who is, is the person? You got to like tell them now like, hey man, you, yeah. you lose. That's the thing. It really wasn't any person, but it was just this idea that was going around. So I made that okay. video about uh, the famous, I believe it was 19th inning, controversial call at home plate, Jerry oh, Mills, right. yes. Julio Lugo, Braves Pirates, maybe 2011. I watched this video. I didn't realize that was your first one. That's a great That's video. I'm so in agreement with you Yeah. about we don't definitively know if he was safe or out. And it was such a, it was like, do you know the um, the Joe Nathan uh, call strike three to end of the game? <laughs> yes, I do. That is yeah. surprisingly close to being in the zone. Really? It is. Okay, I might have to rewatch it. I, I really, Every single yeah. time, it's about the travel of the ball. I do wonder if like robotic umps might actually call that a strike. Mm. But the way that it's framed and all the movement and everything sure. makes Joe Nathan say, wow. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the same idea of what you're going for with this video. Definitely. I think it's the idea is like, there's no debate about like whether the ball you know got there first and, right. the, and the tag was... It's about if the tag was actually made. And so when you're arguing about possibly like millimeters of space between like the glove and like Julio Lugo may rest in peace by the way Julio Lugo's pant leg right um it's like how can you call this a close call or a botched call if it's if the if it's just that close margin of error you know absolutely so so then you make this video but you didn't just like make the video you made baseball bits (laughs) right so where'd that come from yeah so you know I was like a I've watched a lot of YouTube in my time I have you know over the years I've had like certain channels that I've you know, come to grow into love. And for me, like what made a YouTube video good is if it had sort of its own design language or aesthetic or something like that. Like for me, the goal is definitely like, I want people to be able to, you know, mute the video. You don't hear my voice. You should still know who made it. Right. And so visually I knew something, there had to be some sort of theme. And, you know, I landed on baseball bits. I mean, it's crazy, right? I landed on it the first time it's not like i really experimented too much mm. with other formats it was just like i made that and that's what i still make today yeah, three sure. years later um i mean you have you know i know you've said like oh yeah i've updated the pixel pixel art of the players yes, but I've even then like back yeah. then was still like amazing i'm like really did he okay yeah i see it now because you pointed it out mm-hmm. i mean you were still doing great pixel art back then oh that's very kind of you yeah my so my um my youngest sister once gifted me like like a physical version of the original Justin Verlander pixel art. Really? Yes. Oh, and that's it's such and a good gift. Y- yeah. It's it's somewhere it's oh, like it's in amazing. my apartment. You can kinda of see in the background and some of like the Foolish Bailey type videos. Uh-huh. But that's like I look at that and it's a reminder of like kind of how far I've come. Right. It's like because that's that's where it all started. You yeah, know? absolutely. Okay. So so why why yeah, why pixel art? Why this I mean 
video game music, you're clearly like me right. and a giant video game nerd. Yeah. Right? Okay, so so what was the game growing up for you then? It was Pokemon. It was Pokemon? It was Pokemon. I mean, yeah. yeah, of course. All right. Bailey, I don't remember how old you are. I'm 26. 26. Yes. Going to be, yeah, I'm 33. Let's just say I'm 33. Uh-huh. It's not, no going to be stuff. I'm definitely of a different console generation. <laughs> well, but yeah. was it blue and, uh, blue and red? No, it was gold and silver. Ah, and it that's was, the better one. And it, was, it is better. Yeah. That's the best one. And then also a lot of Gen 3, like, Ruby Sapphire, sure, yeah, yeah, and then oh, the yeah. remix. Absolutely, I remember. Yeah. I remember going to college and like getting an emulator so I could play, yeah, like uh, GBA <laughs> on like fast speed and go through yeah. them. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, no, oh, the blue and red swept over my school. I was like, I don't know, I must have been like eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. I remember getting it on Christmas Eve, and uh, for my grandmother, oh my god, I got red. It was the I didn't know what I was even doing, and I knew it was the best thing ever. Yeah. And what's so funny is like. You go back to it. That game's broken. Like it's so broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've watched the videos of like t- oh, showcasing man. all the wrong things. What is special? Yeah, you know it, it doesn't do anything. No, yeah. it's the, oh god, it's so messed up. But it was amazing. It took over everything. So start with Pokemon. I've heard the Pokemon music a mm-hmm. good amount in your videos. What yes. else have you gone towards? Yeah. So I started probably first year and a half. I did this. It was all I was using all like the. Like Nintendo type video game soundtrack, right. so I'd use uh, like they're winners. Chrono Trigger is, for example, the right. soundtrack to the Justin Verlander video. Yep. A lot of it started with Pokemon because that was like where I had like a base, and I was like, sure. okay, I know the Pokemon music, and then it sort of expanded into me learning more about you know like SNES type music because mm-hmm. that's a little bit before my time. Like I didn't play SNES. I yeah, I, play, I like, actually started N sixty four and Game Boy. Yeah, I know. I would start. I started like Game Boy Advance and like PS two. So. Um, so yeah, I would just like learn. So I'd do like Chrono Trigger. I would do like um, like Act Razor, even some Act games Razor. I've never even like, oh, that's heard awesome. of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after a while, I became a little bit more aware of the way Nintendo yeah. enforces its oh, IP. Oh, did, it, did you get affected by that? No, I've okay. never been affected by it. And because they did do a whole ban on the video game soundtracks. Yeah, if you're familiar with Silver Gunner or Silver Gunner, that's like a guy who uploads a ton of like Nintendo soundtracks. Oh yeah, right. And it's like just, a huge resource. Oh my god. And then he just basically just gets nuked. It's unreal. Um, and so after about a year and a half of that, I was like, okay, I need to find music that I can like totally 100% use. So sure, yeah. I started poking around on Bandcamp, started poking around on like SoundCloud and I discovered the world of like sort of like fan-made like SNES type music or like, you know, chiptune or whatever, right. you know, 16-bit type style of music and um so I have two two guys right now that I use music from. One of them is named William Cage and he's he's really like dedicated to like he uses what's called like a sound font. So basically mm-hmm. like he'll take like the game Final Fantasy, right? A soundtrack from it. And it he will compose his own music, but it's the same sounds. You know what I mean? It's yeah, almost right, like right, right. a hip hop artist sampling yeah, in a way. Sure. So he does that. And then uh, this other guy, Maxo, who weirdly enough lives in Brooklyn, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, because all the cool people yeah, do. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I sh- maybe I should reach out to him. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, the rent is a little bit more expensive. Uh-huh. But the energy you get from the city, it's something else. Yeah. It's it's so funny. Like I stepped off the train. It's like a different world. Oh my god, yeah. it's so great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not Midtown. No, it's, it's it not, is not. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. The first thing I said to Bailey when he said, "Oh, I'm going to be in Midtown," I said, "Who told you, you to said, do that? Why are you doing yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who told you? Who suggested this? Yeah. But it made sense. You understood. It's, it was a center of a lot of different things. Right. I get it. But it's a different. Yeah, it's a different world here. Uh-huh. So I have those two guys who I basically just have like kind of gone through their old music libraries, kind of compiled what I like, and so. 
Now I have basically like four different baseball bit soundtracks that I can just kind of rotate. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it works really well sometimes because William Cage is he's a little more like dramatic, orchestral. And so uh-huh. if I'm telling maybe like, you know, a legendary, like epic type story, right, right. then I'll go for that. But Max was like very like jazzy, like offbeat, like weird time signatures. So mm-hmm. if something's like goofy or funny, then maybe yeah. you know, his music will fit better. And did you ever get into music yourself? No. I mean Never. I I love music. Like that was an emphatic, like absolutely yeah, not. I love music. Like I <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time on like music forums. Like I'll read like rateyourmusic.com and all that. Try to find like what are the hot new albums this sure. year or whatever. But no, I'm not like, I'm not musically gifted. I've never felt particularly inclined to create music, yeah. uh, you know? There you go. I mean, I, I always feel that it's important that people have some sort of creative outlet. Yeah. And for me, for a while it was music before Pitcherless became a thing. Um, but yeah, obviously you found your creative outlet. Correct. And yeah. that is uh, telling everybody about Pokemon. No, um, it is. Uh, I I do. I am curious, though, like what kind of music is your thing? Yeah. So I think there's like different sort of like lanes I'm into. So if it's like 60s, it's like psychedelic pop. My favorite band of all uh-huh. time is the Beach Boys. Oh, really? I love the Beach Boys. I love Pet Sounds. I mean, Sounds. They're, they're great. That's yeah. number one for me. That, that's, a, that's a legendary album. Yeah. Um, and then like as you move in the 70s, I like glam rock. You know, I like David Bowie and like T-Rex. Uh-huh. 80s or and even like late 70s i like new wave post-punk type of stuff i love like elvis costello talking heads chameleons 90s you know uh hip-hop like uh boom bap new york tribe called quest right right of course yeah yeah. um and then also shoegaze 90s and then you know 2000s indie rock 2010s like alternative hip-hop i i i'm gonna hmm, i'm debating if i should tell two stories because you mentioned two thing two guys there um i mean talking heads and david byrne essentially yeah and you mentioned david bowie um (laughs) one of them is a good story one of them is a bad story which one do you want to hear you know what? I'm going to choose the person instead, and you'll see if it's a good story or a bad story. I'm going to choose David Bowie. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. David Bowie is is he's remarkable. He's the good story. Oh yeah, okay. he's the good story. Um, the uh, my dad was a recording engineer for 25 years. Wow. Okay. Um, it's just what he he did. He was an assistant in a lot of albums, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I uh, he had a session with David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, not as the engineer, just so we're we're clear here. Okay. He wasn't the guy being like, hey, let's work together and make the music. I mean, he's yeah. you know, he's behind the console and doing all this stuff. He was, like, know, he, he was like, David, have you ever heard of life on yeah, right. Mars? <laughs> I know you're doing Jupiter right now, but have you thought about changing it to Mars? Yeah, Train's got the Jupiter thing. And now, that was you know? Yeah, and that was your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, not at all. But still, it was um uh so David Bowie scheduled a session on Thanksgiving. Not no not really thinking about like, oh, Americans Thanksgiving, like this Thursday is a day. Mm-hmm. And he felt terrible. He felt really, really bad about it. So uh, David Bowie, being David Bowie, did not have to do this to like an assistant engineer. But he said, look, Malcolm, I'm really sorry that I made you come into work. Can I make it up to you? Can I pick up you and your wife uh, to go out on the town at night? Wow. Yeah. So that's literally what happened. David Bowie rolled up in a limo Uh with his then girlfriend and picked up my mom and dad (laughs) and went like clubbing around the city. And then at one point they're like in um, some club somewhere and they're. You know, David Bowie and my dad are talking about astronomy because, of course, mm-hmm. and someone comes over and says, oh, my God, David Bowie, I'm such a huge fan. And then David cuts him off, says, excuse me, um, can you give us some privacy? I'm talking with my friends, talking about my parents. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, so anything you've ever heard about David Bowie, absolutely true. The greatest man ever. There I have the utmost res- respect because that is seriously, they, he did not have to do that mm-hmm. at all. And he did. So David Bowie. Forever in my heart. And yeah. I will not tell the bad story. Shout out nope. to David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Oh, no, man. It's so ah, it's not fair. Anyway, bringing this all back here. So you're making baseball bits now. Yes. 
It's great you have Justin Verlander. You see that. Mm-hmm. At one point, are you thinking, you know what? I'm done with my my normal jobs. Now I'm going to just do this. Yeah. I think the moment that... So I was working part-time at a homeless shelter. It's not a lucrative business. you know. That's um, great, though, man. But it was great. It was great for the spirit. That's you awesome. Know? And um, the moment the YouTube paycheck was bigger than the homeless shelter paycheck, which did not take long, I was like, I'm out of here. Sure, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Um, and so I, I had a few months in uh, like sort of spring 2019 where I was still living at home, but I was just making YouTube videos. Sure. And the moment where I was like, okay, I can probably like move out now is when I first got like my my first big sponsorship deal with SeatGeek, who's like SeatGeek, you know, that's like, that's everywhere on YouTube. Yeah, that's course. one of the yeah. huge YouTube advertisers. Now I was like, okay, like it's time for me to move out. Um, and I went to Knoxville, Tennessee for a couple reasons. I had friends there mm-hmm. um, and um, just low cost of living, you know, sure. and you can just kind of, yeah. you work from home, you pick and choose, you go someplace that's going to be a little bit easier for right. you. And yeah. I also imagine just the excitement of going to like a new city all of a sudden and Definitely. getting away from your parents, just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm doing my own thing now. Yeah. It was like the first time I had like my own place. Yeah. You know? That must have been great. Mm-hmm. And that was all because of SeatGeek, guys. Shouts to SeatGeek. Not sponsoring this podcast. No. no. How did you get that sponsorship? Did they reach out to you? They reached out to me and it was just, you know, I hadn't really dealt with that before. I remember I like I would talk to some of the other like sports YouTubers that I got to know, like um, Five Points Vids. Like I would talk to him about just like, how do you talk to these sponsorship people? How do I not get screwed over? You know? Right. Yeah, of course. Um, so I kind of had to learn that stuff on the fly. And that's definitely an interesting part of being like a content creator in general is having to you almost have to brush up on your business acumen, even though you're a creative at heart. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. We never went to business school. Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly. yeah. Making, making all this stuff is just, you figure it out as you go. I've made many mistakes in my day. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally those conversations, uh, they started initially. It was a lot of CPA talk, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I know that that's still kind of their metric for understanding how successful your thing is. Mm-hmm. You leave a promo code, then they say, okay, how many signups are we getting? Because that's the only way to attach their add-on with you. Whatever. You guys get it. And I I think I did it once and I said never again. Mm-hmm. Because that's that literally is just all risk goes to you and that's it. You know, and none to them. Mm-hmm. And there's no way like I'm actually advertising your thing. Literally, they're getting all the stuff. And let's say I get zero people to do it. Mm-hmm. They just did this for free. And that's insane. Yeah. It's like if they were like, hey, uh, Carlos Correa, come play for us, but you know we'll pay you we'll pay you thirty million, but you have to get to like five and a half war. You right. know, yeah, it's, and, it's and one moment you stop being bad, yeah. we don't pay you all yeah. the incentives in the contract. Yeah, right? you know it's incentive laden, but like actually only one good outcome. That yeah, is, oh God, they can so only ridiculous. win. Right, they, they all they can do is win. You yeah. know, it's it's and what <laughs> am just, I doing? They just yeah. play that song all yeah, yeah. over and over again. Even all if, I do if is you win. get tens, if you get a hundred thousand, they win. You know. <laughs> So yeah, so none of that. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Um, okay. So now, so now here we are. You know, the, I guess the Verlander one was three years ago. Yeah, it's December twenty eighteen. Who, who's counting now, right? Me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and so so are you in a place right now where you feel like you have a good routine with baseball bits? And I know you branched off, so it's not just that now. Now you have mm-hmm. foolish Bailey. And what kind of spurred that? I just think I had like other creative output that maybe didn't fit that baseball bits format uh-huh. but I wanted I had things that I wanted to do it's almost like this podcast huh yeah exactly and um so yeah I was like I'll start foolish Bailey it'll just basically be like variety whatever I feel like doing related to baseball right I'll put it up there 
And I'm surprised to some extent by like how much it's grown and how much it's like now sort of a part of what I do because, you know, I'll find myself working on baseball bits for a few days in a row and then I'll be like, you know, almost as like a break. It's like, let's do something for Foolish Bailey today. Right. You know, I'm just in the mood for it. So that's been great. But, you know, you mentioned having like, you know, settling into routine for baseball bits. I have that to some extent, but I also feel like in some ways, like I continue to disrupt it. You know, with mm. with things like the second channel, with things like I'm going to start a Patreon and make sure there's stuff for Patreon guys. Right, right. You know, um, one thing I'm thinking about right now, you know, is do I want to add new merch? You know, should I? How? What kind of design would that look like? Where do you host it? How do yeah, you host exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if I only made baseball bits, like yes, I could get into that rhythm routine, but also it'd like drive me crazy. Yeah, know? yeah, I get that completely. Uh, do you have? Um, well, I will say this: if you're not following or not following, actually supporting Foolish Baseball on Patreon, you should. I believe it's Patreon.com/slash/Foolish Baseball. Foolish Baseball. Correct. All, all got it. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that I really do want to note is, I uh, as a supporter, I saw that you uh, you didn't put out a, a video for one month. And instead, you said, you know what? I'm not taking this. Oh, man. Okay, here we I'm, go. I'm giving... That's, I think that's fantastic. Thanks. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you thought that would be a negative? No, no. I just... That's, I, that's such a great you know sign of like, look, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I believe in this. I hear you. I just... I can't take that level of compliment well. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, you're embarrassing me. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're telling them that I secretly have a heart of gold. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, homeless shelter and then this. It's like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Bailey is a good person. Maybe you I'm say a, don't meet your heroes. A do-gooder. But yeah. No, I mean, seriously, that's, that's something to be said about, you know, uh, about a lot of this. And I constantly feel that too of... You know, the off season, I normally take a step back and prepare. Right. And I feel like, oh, man, I'm supposed to be putting out more stuff than I am. And I have to realize, like, no, what I do is, I mean, you're talking about with balance. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the content creation. And then, I mean, there is more, like, behind the scenes business stuff that I do want to hear from you as well. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the half of my time now, if not more in some ways, is me management doing management, mm-hmm. of, like, figuring out all the things behind the curtain and stuff. PL7 doesn't happen in a day. You know, like that. So uh, there are a lot more things, but I'm not going to talk about it today. Gotcha. I want to hear what you do behind the scenes, because I'm sure there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Well, you may be a little bit jealous of me. You know, you're saying 50-50 Always, every day. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, I would say probably 75% of my mental energy is just creating the content. And maybe right. the other 25 is like managing sort but of the day-to-day. Is it like that feel like a break to you when you do that stuff? No. Not at all. No, that's, that's a the grind. Part, that's almost the part I'd rather not do. Okay. You know? um, so, like, what is the stuff that you don't like then? Yeah, it's definitely like, I think at this point I've gotten a little bit jaded with the sponsorship game to some uh-huh. extent, and it's no like it's no disrespect to like you know anyone willing to give me money to advertise right, no, for them, right? But yeah. it's just like. I have a goal on my Patreon, for example, that I think is attainable for this year. Mm-hmm. And that's like, if I reach that threshold, no more sponsors. Right. And what is that threshold so we can get you there? I think it's, so I, I think it's 3000 3000 yeah. a month. And I'm at about 21, Guys, 22. 3000 a month is, uh, if I'm doing my math correctly, that's what, like 36 a year or something like Correct. that? Yeah. Let, let Bailey live at 36 a year, guys. Yeah. I mean, All obviously right. I get you too bad since like, that's you know, we, I was not going to mention yeah. it and I realized now that was, I understand, but still yeah. like making sure that you're not reliant on that stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we all want more, you know, foolish baseball around. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I also imagine like right now, I think we talked about it before this podcast a little bit, like it's not helping that there's a lockout right now. It's killer. Which I mean, what it's are killer. we 15 minutes away? And I'm, I'm wondering if we've got, do you have a, a notification on your I, phone? I do, but it was for Jeff. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> for Jeff passing. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I, I tell you something? So please. I, I got to, I'm staying with, uh, 
the lovely Jake Mintz of oh my the God, Seth yes. Barbecue. Once again, I'm jealous yeah. of Bailey. I went to his place this morning, and I'm, he's like showing me around. He's like, here's you know where you're going to stay. And then Jordan calls him, and Jake's talking with Jordan, and he's like, um, he's we're talking about like newsbreakers and stuff like that. And he's like, well, he's like, well, passing can't tweet. And, I, and I, Jake and I were like, what? And Jordan goes, oh, have you not been on Twitter in the last half hour? <laughs> and he was like, I'm so excited to tell you what happens. Oh my God. And I didn't even believe him. I had to see it for myself. Like how, okay. So I, I mean, something crazy must have, cause I can't imagine that Jeff does not have a two factor authentication. Right. That was where my brain. Yeah. First like went. there's no yeah. way he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Oh, here's one thing I know about Jeff Passan. Yeah. He uses... Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show like an old Twitter app, like the one that's like completely oh, defunct. I know. I looked that up. Yeah, that's right. I remember one day I saw it because it says like inside the tweet. Yeah, that it says from this thing, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if that was the back door. Or oh, not, that's got to be. It. But I'm just, I'm just. Oh, that stinks. Because that's, like, that's like not even. That's oh. like his brand almost in a way. It's like he's the guy who still uses whatever app that is. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that sucks. Oh, poor Jeff, man. I mean, here's the thing: is like I, um, I don't think you've ever been suspended on Twitter. Why would you have been? No, I have not. Yeah, proud to say. Yeah, I. This is you know me and pitching ninja suspended oh, on Twitter. Yes, I. Uh, yeah. And I will say it was it was like the, I think it was like four hours before game one of the World Series. I got suspended on Twitter. Mm. I was like, this can't happen. <laughs> this is not allowed. And actually, I got reinstated because Rob Silver. Um, if you know Rob Silver, his wife is in like the, uh, I don't know, is in the cabinet with, uh, with Trudeau uh-huh. and like put out a whole thing about this. I was like, oh, dang. OK, we're not, you know, Twitter isn't banning Nazis, but they'll ban pitching, you know, uh, they'll ban pitcher list for gifts. And I was like, oh, OK, I think this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I came back. But like, um, I imagine if I came back in four hours. Jeff's got to be like reinstated. He's got to be back by now. I mean, I haven't looked at Twitter in a couple hours, but yeah. I feel like he's he's got to have it under control, right? Yeah. I, I'm looking forward. I still have his notifications. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe not. Maybe those got turned off because of that dude. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get any of the crazy things, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, poor guy. I, I, I oh man, that just must be the worst thing ever because he's trying to actually do his job. Yeah, and then navigate this. There's got to be someone else that does it. For I him. just want to say this right because. It's possible that someone will listen to this in the future and have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> right, Today, Jeff Passan just got like Twitter hacked by some like NFT. Something. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that, that's, that's all the context. Really it. Yeah, that's a very good point, and I appreciate you so much. And here's the thing: you don't do regular podcasts, do you? Right. Yeah. I, like and I don't host a pa- podcast. Yeah, but for you, example. but you, you know, you have this wherewithal to say something like that. Right. So when's the podcast coming? Uh huh. And you know where that comes from is is. Because the content I make is evergreen. And so I'm always mm. thinking someone's going to watch this new year. There it too. is. Yeah. 
There it is. Okay, so wait, so you you got to get a podcast going. I Look, know. No, you you say that with disappointment, mm-hmm. but you're someone that has a lot to say. I've seen your Twitter. It's one of the greatest baseball Twitter accounts ever. Thank it's you. amazing. I'm always, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I am like upset at your Twitter account because I'm like, oh man, that's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come up with that, you know. I uh, so it's there we all know it's there right you know and i know also from youtube there's an expectation of a um a schedule of like i'm supposed to do it this way yes i'm supposed to do that and i imagine that's one of the humps as to why you don't want to do a podcast that's probably the biggest hump is that is is the consistency of it you want to commit to that in my household which my household is only me so this is just something i say to myself in the shower Uh i say baseball bits pays the bills that's true and that's and that's if if i'm put too much on my plate you know, I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, maybe I could have a successful podcast. I mean, that podcast becomes a great source of revenue, so, but I don't know. You so know, I know. I normally tell people on this, like, hey, if you're starting a podcast, the number one thing is consistency. You got to mm-hmm. you got to say, like, cool, every Monday I'm doing this. And like, you're not going to get discovered in the first like 10, 20 or whatever it is. But if you keep doing it, there will be eventually a point where people start listening and it goes up. If you already have a brand. Yeah. You know, they are not expecting that every day or so, whatever it is. I think everyone would love just randomly there is all of a sudden, you know, they're going to sub to it right away. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be thinking every day like, oh, I'm checking my mm, <sighs> no, yeah. no foolish baseball Bailey pod slacking. today. You know? Yeah, that's what that's what you call it, by the way. Bailey slacking. Yes. But uh, that would be a great title, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, but honestly, I mean, I'm sure you have all these things that you just want to do in audio, uh, you know, in audio form or you just say, hey, cool. I know this person. I want to talk to them about this thing and you need a place to do it. Mm-hmm. You've been doing it. With a video before. Sure. You know, like the Lucas Giolito one's the one that, again, pops into my head. Mm-hmm. That could have easily just been taken audio, put onto the podcast feed. Right. Have you thought about something along those lines that's like a video thing plus that? Yeah. If I did a podcast, it would be an interview type podcast. Right. Like this. Like, I would just be me saying, I want to talk to this person, so I might as well record it. That's you know? right. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what this is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, that's, that's what it would be. Because there are a lot, like... Over the like the past three years, like it's been amazing, just like forming like different connections with different people, players, media people, you know, people that are like uh, kind of independent, like other YouTubers, like myself, right? And obviously, I would love to like talk to them. So, like, if I did a podcast, it would be like kind of interview type show where it's me, and then I'm rotating in new people. The idea of like uh, covering the baseball season podcast nah. to me not as appealing. Yeah, no, that's that's a oh. That's tough. Yeah. That is a, you know, one of the things about what I do is, yeah, that's what I do is it's not fun mm-hmm. <laughs> of like of, of 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. I'm writing the SP roundup, mm-hmm. go to bed, wake up at eight so that I can start live streaming at nine so that I can do the streamers of the day, do the morning podcast, do the the new YouTube video I'm doing, which is so unrefined. It's literally me just for 10 minutes in front of a green screen watching someone pitch and just saying, all right, let's just watch this and I'll talk about it. It's a react video. Yeah. Every morning. I'm like, I need to. I think I've watched some of those. I need to step this up a little bit. At the very least, I need to like find someone to just turn it into like five minutes instead mm-hmm. of maybe 12 minutes. Did you, you do know? one of those about Aaron Ashby? Absolutely. I watched that. I definitely How can I not? That. I did yeah. it for the entire year. He's the man. I uh, so oh god he, he is I am I am very very excited for what's ahead for Aaron Ashby but you know I'm not going to do this we won't this do is it. not this is not I know I tend to podcast you. I, you I did. dangled like the fish line and I was like you want to talk about Aaron Ashby no <laughs> yes but no not today okay. Bailey okay let's get to know me ah uh, yes I want to know more about you okay so I mean among all of this so you got Bailey sorry you got Foolish Bailey, you have baseball bits. Correct. You have your Patreon. Mm-hmm. Is there a fourth way that you're getting a revenue stream? 
I feel like Twitter is kind of an indirect revenue stream yes. to some extent. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, I feel like what could happen, for example, is someone watches a baseball bit. So it shows up in there, recommended. They see it's from a channel called Foolish Baseball. At the end of the video, they say to themselves, I like that video, but they don't engage. They don't subscribe. Right. They don't hit the like. They don't comment. Then they go on Twitter. And then they're like, this looks familiar. And it's right, sort of like right. that repeated exposure. So even though, like, obviously, like, I've never made a penny off Twitter because nobody does. No. Um, when that tip jar comes, by the way, I am going to go for that tip jar. That would be a very handy thing. Yeah, I, I, I go back and forth on it, but I think, yeah. honestly, with every single monetary decision I've had to make, like, in the beginning, we I was really stupid about throwing on dumb ads, and then I took them off, and then I didn't have them for, like, four years, mm. right? Yeah. And it was pretty much like, no, I want to be a product that is just good as a product and not, like, because clearly this isn't for the money, and I every single time I've added more things, I thought there would be, like, this big backlash because people are like, oh, no, this is... Not from the right uh, mentality. Yeah. But no. I mean, everyone just wants to support this thing. It's crazy, right? And it's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, tip jar, if someone wants to do that, like why? That's ama- That's great. And it's going to help you do more of the stuff. So there's nothing really mm-hmm. innately bad about it. Yeah. The other revenue source, albeit a small one, but I, I started it this past year is the merch. And all I literally have mm. is just a t-shirt and a hat that I sell. And I sell it on like John Boy's website, like his store. Right. Just to be clear, I don't work for them. I know I was hanging out with them yesterday. I'm completely independent, but I just my stuff is on their storefront because I was like, they know how to do merch. Maybe I can just hop on board. Yeah, with sure. Them. Um, but yeah, those are that's we got sponsors, we got the Patreon, we got the YouTube AdSense, we got the merch. I think that's about it. If, right. I, if I write something for Baseball Prospectus, maybe they pay me a little bit, but that's, there you that's go. really okay, it. Okay, yeah. so wait, so you've written for them? Actually, so I was just flipping through the annual right now. I wrote the uh, essay for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, is that right? Yes, which is incredible because Craig asked me to do it probably in September, mm-hmm. not thinking to himself, we will give Bailey the World Series champions and the first essay <laughs> in this book. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I think that they're lucky that it happened that way. I know. Because I was like, oh, man, it's 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 foolish baseball is in this. I know. I'm That's like a, a get for them, not a get for you. Well, it's kind of messed up. Like, I'm like an influencer. Yeah. A tier for oh, them. Oh, you know what I mean? Isn't that the weirdest word? And I, we all hate this word so it's much. It's disgusting. But, yeah. I mean, wh- where are you at now? Are you over 100K yet? Yeah, I just hit it like a couple weeks ago. I there think. you go. Oh, yeah. Just casual. Let me take another sip yeah. of my, my water. <laughs> Um, yeah, that is influencer level. Like people will see it right. whether you like it or not. And they will go buy the book. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Go buy the go, go buy, buy the book. book. Go, go buy the book. And now Baseball say- Prospectus Annual 2022. Juan Soto's on the cover. Buy it. Are you saying be led by the book or go purchase the book? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Both. Yes. Both. Because it's, it's both. sort of your Bible for the season <laughs> if it happens. Yeah. It will. Okay. Okay, yeah. Bailey. All right, and I'm I'm going to go to this part now. Again, this is I know not uh, probably the season will be up whenever people listen to this. Hopefully, I don't. I mean, yes, but like at this moment, I just want to hear your phone. No, uh, no, okay, it's, it's Discord. Ah, uh, sorry. Um, could have been the moment. <laughs> could have been it. It's, it's getting close to three o'clock. Yeah. Um, oh, you don't even have your phone out. I'm mad. No, I'm not. I'm not a Twitter I'm, notifications guy. Like well, I will it's only see for it. this. I will see it. When it's, I see it, it's only only for this. Yeah, I got nothing, mm-hmm. nothing at all. Uh, but um, but yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is like, what how, what are your feelings with this? Because again, this has not been treating the Patreon well. For example, yes. Um, I mean, across the industry, hi, what's up? We've taken a huge hit. Obviously. It's not going great. No, but I mean, as far as your optimism, when does baseball start? Yeah, I think just. I mean, obviously. F- for my own sake, I hope it starts soon. Right, um, but of I think I think there will be 
Okay, here's my fear. Let me tell you my fear. My fear is that the owners have already done their calculus and they know exactly how many games they can miss. This is how I feel. And if they, and then, you know, they start the season late and it's like, we'll still win the CBA. We still win. And I feel like that's exactly what happened in 2020, right? They Mm, knew, they did the calculus. They were like, that was the most, oh my God. You know, in April or March, they were like 60 game season, expanded playoff. That's how we do this. And it's just, that's what it was going to be all right. along. It could have been a hundred games. It could have come. It could have been the first major sport to come back. It could have been a huge boon for the sport overall if that was the only thing they could watch. It didn't happen that way. No, not sixty at all. game season, expanded playoff. And so my fear is that the owners have done their calculus, and I don't know what that number is that will you know will still if they right. miss half a year they can still win the ne- next six and a half you know of the CBA. But yeah, that my fear is that they've decided that they can just get away with like a. 80 game do you, season do you or something remember like how bad the negotiations were in 2020 it where awful. it was like they gave one number and then they said no this isn't enough money like oh yeah. okay cool we'll give you another number which is the same number just <laughs> right. divided differently right they're like you can play 100 games and we'll pay you half the amount or we'll or, pay you 50 games but we pay you the full amount it's like, it's like this is the same amount of money this is this exact same. Do they actually money. think the stereotype of jocks is real? I yeah, like... I guess that's what they thought. Oh I thought they would God. look at those different numbers, like these are definitely different things. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like it's Pam. It's the same picture. Yeah, you know. Oh my God, uh-huh. that that was the worst. All right. Well, I I mean I am being pessimistic, like you know. I was initially hoping that like they would just get it done, and it was just all mm-hmm. you know. I um, thought I thought like opening like if you go back to December, I thought opening day would start on time. Me too. Yeah. I thought, yeah, both unions would say, like, we have to go back to the other one, or the representatives, I should say, and say, oh, we fought as hard as we could, mm-hmm. you know, but then they all just wanted the opening day to happen. I mean, it could it could actually still happen. Yeah, I know. It's great. Like, the first two series were quasi-canceled, and yeah. then they were like, we're still talking 162, and I'm like, are you? You know? Yeah, because MLB's just trying to say, like, oh, no, the players, they canceled the first se- you know first series or right. two, and it just, ah, oh, it's such it's so ridiculous. The players don't need a full month of spring training. They don't. You know, I mean, they did 2020 with like one scrimmage game yeah, right? <laughs> and like a week of camp. And whatever it is, it is. I mean, yeah. you know, there's something to be said about I'm curious how the performances will be in April because mm-hmm. of that. But still, I mean, at least they have their training facility. They're acting like opening day is on time. Yeah. And I, I think I was hearing, maybe it was from Trevor Pouloff saying like, we need two weeks. I believe that. Right? I believe two weeks is reasonable. And if it's two yeah. weeks, we're recording this on uh, on March 10th, mm-hmm. the day before Rudy Gobert Day, if you remember uh, that. When he touched the microphones? Yes. Yeah. And well, 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 not the day you touched it, but the when day it came he got, out. yeah, that he became uh, tested positive. So did I, um, Tom Hanks, and yes. then the NBA shut down. Do you ever think like Rudy Gobert kind of saved us in a way? You know what I mean? Like, like exposed it so much yes. that it became a huge thing. You, like there would have been less exposure if there was like another day. You know what I mean? Or more right. exposure if there's like another day. Like if NBA played another day and then someone else got it. Right. It's possible there are people still around because of Rudy Gobert. That's, that's a very interesting point. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much. I think the best joke I heard from that time is that he won Defender of the Year because he blocked the entire NBA, uh, which I thought was amazing. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're a day away from that. We're two years essentially removed from that. And, and it's, it's over. The good news is no one has it. And there's no cases. And no one. Stop this right now. Okay. Don't, don't, we are not. This is not the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I don't okay? have no. to wear a mask on the train on the way here because you everything's d- fine. Yeah. Please use a KN95, not a cloth mask. Yeah, is that your thing? Please do is that, that your soapbox? Well, no, it isn't, but I'm yeah. just saying it right now because it's... Uh, anyway, we're going to okay. move away from that we'll stuff. We'll move on. Yeah. We'll move on. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, no, so I want to hear about uh, Bailey, mm-hmm. the future. I want I want to know about your, your 26. Yes. When you see yourself at 35, 40, what is the goal mm. with everything that you're doing? I think 
when I picture it, like this YouTube thing has a shelf life and it's like, mm. when I think about, you know, as I said, I was like a kind of an avid YouTube viewer, um, particularly like high school, college. And I think back to people that I watched three, four years ago, don't watch them now for the most part. Right. Most, most YouTubers have a few years of relevance and then it sort of peters out. Yeah. Life gets in the way. Uh huh. And for me, everything I've done has been sort of with longevity in mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's just in terms of like how I've built an audience and tried to like well, stay s- honest by them. The skill sets too that you've developed along the way. Of course, yeah. Um, because I want to keep doing this, obviously. Right. Um, but I think what will probably happen is someday in the next few years, I'll realize that I'm done, you know, and I don't know if it'll be I'm wiped creatively. I don't know if it'll be the YouTube algorithm lets me know, which mm-hmm. I think is probably the most likely. I kind of told myself if I have like two really crappy years in a row, that might be it. Right. Because um, I just don't want to ride out the full decline. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the case, though, you have two bad years in a row, you'll know from like the first two months. That's the that's thing. the case. That's the thing. So it won't be two years. You'll yeah. know in the first two months and you'll have your other plans. But I'm sure you have like in your head, like, okay, what is the pivot that you do? Yeah. The pivot, I think, is podcasting well yeah <laughs> you know what's awful like i sort of sometimes feel like the podcast is like the retirement plan you know what i mean I, like i'll do this i'll build up a lot of goodwill right f- with a lot of f- baseball fans for a few more years and then when i have this huge audience i'll be like guys i'm gonna do a podcast and probably half acid yeah. i mean here's the thing though when you have that many twitter followers which i i mean obviously there is some idea of a shelf life there maybe there's oh, something else that moves on there right yeah but when you have that amount, whatever is the next thing, you can just adapt to that thing. And I think that focus isn't going away. Yeah. So whatever is the thing that you decide to pivot to, it's, um, and you know, I don't know where it is, if you've hit it, if you're not, if it's where it is, but there's at some point whenever like, okay, I'm Jack Black, I'm going to have a YouTube channel and right. he has like 7 million subscribers in a day. Yeah. You know? And like that, that's, yeah, I think that is your future armor. I hope I so. get to that point, Mr. Influencer. Yes. I'm so sorry. I, I can't believe I said that. Out <laughs> I know. Loud. And you know what's bad is I feel like content creator is almost as bad, even though I say it like way oh, more. I know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I just say the word content. Yes. It's like, no, I'm content. <laughs> yes. You know what I say? You no, know I say I'm about our society creator. right now where, you know, people talk so much about content, but we aren't talking about contentment in yeah, our society. Right? Yeah. We are. We are content con- creators. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, and also the way... For whatever reason, I always want to emphasize the on, so the content mm, to me. It yeah. just even more just like it's this chunky, just uh, it takes my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bite. There's like out. some phlegm in there yeah, almost. Yeah. Right? It's also when I say projection, I'm like, oh God. Yeah. There's, why does that word have to be so, so full? You uh-huh. know? It's, it's, oh man. All right. We got to say projection. Proje- ah, I, I want to say it again. I'm I sorry. And well, you can hear it in your. In your headphones, like oh yeah, like this is we're podcasting. We can hear you can hear your voice when you say projection. You know, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's like the, I'm like the horses from Young Frankenstein every <laughs> single time. Um, but uh, I, I guess what I'm getting at though is, do you want this to be an independent thing that you want to do? Because a lot of people yeah. have come on here saying like, I want to be hired by someone that I don't even think about this, and I'm just hired to do the thing every day, and I'm set. Yeah, you know. Or do you want to you know do your own thing completely? I am. At the moment, and really it's been this way for the past two years, I'm kind of in love with my autonomy. Right. Like, it's just, it's incredible. It's the best thing. I know. And, like, I understand that, like, opportunities have come along Mm -hmm. that even could have paid me more. Right. But it's just, like, would I be happy, you know? And so I think, and I also think, like, once you enter the world where you're not independent, 
you probably don't exit, at least not for oh, a yeah. while. Yeah, at right, least not right. for a while. Once you have the structure, if you have, you know, for example, a salary or, for example, you have benefits that you enjoy and maybe you settle in, you know, in some city, in some place. And that's like that's who you are now. Um, so I love, you know, being independent at the moment. However, when I think about it long term, like absolutely, I'd be open to, you know, being hired by a publication or a team or just, you know, sure. anything like that or a media company. Oh, don't don't leave us for a team like everybody else. Don't yeah. do that to us, Bailey. Thankfully, I've I've made this promise to the people of Twitter. It's like my thing is like I'm not talented enough to join a team. If I so it's like all your favorite well, yeah, so people not, have not, come and gone. We're not going to have you on the bump on yeah. Wednesday. All the, yeah. It's like all your favorite people have come and they've joined like R&D for like the Astros yeah, or something sure, like that. Sure. And it's like I'm here forever. I will never leave you. Right. I will be a poster here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to go join a team and my Twitter becomes boring. I'm here. I'm stuck here with you. You know what I mean? Well, yes. But then again, like Jeff Sullivan, who is one of my idols when it comes to the writing world. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think he got a gig just trying to explain stuff to everybody. Like he's, his whole role is just to be like an idea man. And be like, oh, this is the thing that we're working out of here over here. Cool. Hey, other people. I'm the one that understands all this stuff. Right. Right. And he does that for the Rays. Yeah. Right. And that's not like the R&D guy. You're not going to be a quant. Right. I'm Definitely not going to be a quant. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know how to I, code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know CSS and HTML and I'm not intimidated by it. If you like, if I sit there and think about it, I can figure out what's going on. Yeah. I understand how functions and for loops work and all that stuff. But still, no way. Get out of here. There. I mean, I'm sure there is there is a lot of value in smart people who care about the thing to be involved in companies. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, and would it be for Atlanta? Of course. I mean, yeah. well, right? Only one. Yeah. I think... It's the only rose you'll accept. Right. I think for me, where I kind of picture myself, like, sort of the... Um, like, I, I say this, like, not tongue-in-cheek at all. Like, John Boyce is the patron saint of, like, sports YouTube. Well, right. Well, he's also independent in the way, which is very much the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, half independent, but he's also, like, the creative director at, like, right. SB Nation. And so I just think, like, maybe long-term, it would be awesome to be in a position where I can help other people be creative. Yeah. And so that's that's really what I picture. If you said 30, 35, like, that's, that's what I kind of think. I'll still probably have my own projects that I do. Mm-hmm. But I would love to be someday, not now, someday in a position where I can help other people gotcha. kind of do the things that right. I do. So a lot a lot of people coming on here are saying, no, I want to be, you know, I want to be the talent or something. I want to be the face of it. I want the opportunity just mm-hmm. to like, yeah, sit down somewhere, stick a mic in front of me. And that's my job forever just to do whatever I want with right. that. Right. And you're saying a little bit like, yes, I want a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, I'll but always you, want some of that. Right. But you want to be a lot behind the curtain. Just be like, cool. Let's like yes. create things together. I want to be like a like strategizing content yeah. for people and just like you know really kind of like picking apart like what works and what doesn't you know I'm, oh man i might surprise a lot of y'all but i kind of I, I agree with this a lot really okay well i mean look like i i i could have just i don't know i made picture gifts the whole thing was not me in front of a mic yeah it okay, was me coming from me yeah. being like i want a gift database to exist mm-hmm. right and now we made pl7 because i wanted those player pages to exist with the stack with stackcast data that isn't like ways that you can look at it better than ever you know because mm-hmm. i wanted it i wanted like percentages of location that like he's throwing it down in the zone 25 percent of the time low lock Oh man, I, like I wanted all of that stuff, yeah. you know. And then I, you know, and then it goes even further. Like, oh man, what can we do with things I was about to reveal and I'm not going to right now? Ooh, okay, yeah, tease. We'll talk about you it. You got to do that. Yeah, Fast <laughs> has has taught me the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> the teeth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the fun to me is always creation, making things out of nothing that didn't exist before that don't just impact you, but impact other people because they wanted to. And that's the fun. That's why I like music. I wanted to make songs that people mm-hmm. heard and thought it was good and did not exist before I said, you know what? I'm going to put in the work and do that. Right. So I, I, I understand this a lot, but it's really fun. I don't know. Just to get behind a mic and yeah. like talk about the stuff that you care about with good people. I mean, this is like a vacation for me. Right. Like I just come here. I'm not I'm not thinking about the current baseball right. episode right now, even though. What is it? I'm like three quarters of the way done. What is it? I said I tease it on John Boy. So I'll say yes. what I said on there. American icon. Like this is one of the most important, famous players of all time. And yet maybe we underappreciate them in a way. David Wright. That's the best I got. That's a great right. guess. I don't know. It's a great guess. He's our captain. He is. He is Captain America. Yeah, yeah. he is. I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to make the joke. No, I'm not going to do that. I am a G-rated Nick Pollock. I'm doing this. So David Wright, he has the right stuff. It's great. I'm looking forward to not that video never existing like the Jacob DeGrom one. Did you actually do a Jacob DeGrom one? You know one? what's funny is I did. We talked about this a little oh, bit like when right, I was in your Twitch right, stream a little bit. Right. Um, but it's like it wasn't the... It wasn't the this is his Bob Gibson 68. Yeah. It was really a Drew Hutchison video. Um contrasting the run support of Drew Hutchison <laughs> right, and Jacob right. DeGrom oh, right. and how basically the pitcher win is meaningless. Yep. Just kind of going back to my roots, you know, you which know. is basically that the pitcher win is meaningless. It is. Yeah. You know, it's the only reason why people don't love Sandy Alcantara as much as they should. Mm, he had point. nine wins last year. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, not a great I, offense. I just wanted to mention Sandy again. Okay, so we're getting close to the end of this. I can't thank you enough for uh, for being a part of it. Um, here's a question I ask everybody. Sure. Okay. What is your mantra? Mm, yeah like what is it that i tell myself to keep going just like you know i have five that i just like live by essentially okay. i mean yeah. there are many others that i think are really good it's just for whatever reason i have those five yeah. do you have one stop when it stops being fun love that yeah absolutely have you felt close to that at all you know it's the there have been times where it's like cloud nine but it's never stopped being truly fun i've right because i one of my things that i do is every Time I'm feeling a little bit down about what I'm doing, you know, and it, this is a great time to talk about that. We yeah. lock out. Oh, we're all, all feeling a little bit down, you know. Um, spring is here, but there's no major league baseball. Oh man, uh, you weren't here before. Were you here on Monday? It was like 70 degrees, and now it's yeah. 30 again. Yeah, I know. We were so close. That weather yesterday was insane. Oh, um, that was terrible. But um, yeah, I just think it's like I completely lost my train of thought. I'll, I'll catch it for a second. Um, I've never done that on a podcast. I've always had my train yeah. of thought the entire way. Yeah. Wow. I may have completely lost it. No, no, but yeah, yeah. when uh, when it stops being fun. So essentially for me, when the lockout happened, I made this stupid pledge to do it going deep every morning. Right. Because I needed to be doing things. I needed to not let myself pull off of the gas pedal at all mm-hmm. before the season started. Because if I did that, it would have been like 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I just collapsed for a while, you know, and I, yeah. I, I got to You got to keep the energy back up. Mm-hmm. I remember what I was going to say. Good. Okay. I stalled um, enough for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay. So again, and sort of, this is sort of in the realm of stop when it stops being fun, but like one thing that I do that's almost like therapeutic in a way, just to kind of get me back on track. And this is going to sound kind of mean, but I go on the website, linkedin.com. Okay. And I just look. And I just look at what the things that are happening on LinkedIn.com. I see, I see where this is going. And I yeah. remind myself that this could have been me. Right. That's not the and world you, you're in. It's not. Isn't it's that crazy? Twitter.com, really. Isn't, um, it, isn't it wild? It's completely insane. It's like people I like went to high school with that I've seen do insane things. And now they're like a branch manager at a bank. And they're right. just like, I attended this great conference in Tampa. And it's like. 
I like that you God. got the BlackBerry, by the way. That was not an they iPhone. They have a BlackBerry. That was a BlackBerry. They have a BlackBerry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a work phone. I yeah. wanted to get one just to say that I, I could just do this every so often, you right. know, with my thumbs. He, uh, Bailey did a, uh, a little yeah, money. I don't know, a little acting. I got, like, man. And I did the little, like, <laughs> the, the cursor, like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, right? Like, I, I, I worked at Guitar Center. Yeah, and I still technically have a job running a website for a for a company, front facing one. Mm-hmm. That is why I don't accept anything from PitcherList, which I is see. nuts. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Not the long term plan, but the, I, I've said this before. I will only take something when I feel that it's not detrimental to the path of PitcherList. Mm, right? I see. Because yeah. I want it, I want it to grow as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there was a time where you maybe thought. Paywall this, paywall that. No, yeah. I mean, I will never have an article paywall. Yeah, I we you know we have a podcast one now for the the plus pitch, which is going off in the morning. Mm. That's the best compromise I could do. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I'll be lying if I haven't said like at some point, you know, if I had a sub stack and did my SP roundup and the list and everything inside of that, like I how know. if I you know, if subscribe. I did that. <laughs> Sorry to tempt. No, no, no. But I mean. That's not, but that would go away from what we talked about before. Yeah. Because what do we want to do? Your audience would be totally capped at that point. Like all you would have is your picture list audience and then you, they would fall away. That is true You would never grow a single thing. Right. My whole goal is to make this a whole massive thing of just like every day. Like, great. We have all the, all these wonderful people recreating the stuff and not to mention all I want to do is we have this amazing staff. Like they deserve to do this, you know, full time. Yeah. Right. Right. Like they, they, it's not like they're inadequate. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fantastic at what they do. If there's some way that we can figure this all out so that we can create the stuff, everybody enjoys it. It's just, it makes all the sense in the world. You know, we got to start PLTV one day. Yeah. You know, that is just the live stream of Twitch just 24-7, never turns oh, man. off. That would be awesome. Right? Yeah. That'd be so good. One day. See, dreams. This is this is, this is is what creates baseball bits. Right. And creates Foolish Bailey. And this amazing Patreon that you guys got to go support, patreon.com slash foolishbaseball. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You didn't let me butcher it a second time. I appreciate that. I want to help you out a little bit. <laughs> um, but right, I guess that's going to do it for today. Uh, Bailey, tell everybody everything else that I missed or just repeat it all. Just just plug everything. Yeah. Just hit me up, Patreon, Foolish Baseball. We talked about that. If you want, let's put it this way. If you want to get in touch with me, like email is the best way. I know a lot of you probably DM me on Twitter. I'll read it, but I the chances of me responding are pretty low these days. But, but email email's a good one for you. Email's a good one for me. Okay. If you want if you really have some sort of thing that you want to discuss or get in contact me over, foolishbaseball at gmail.com. Okay, yeah. there you go. Not the personal. Definitely not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, there it is. That that is uh, I I can't thank you enough for being here. I hope everyone enjoyed it on the live stream. Um but that's gonna do for this episode of Nick Pollock and Friends. So my name is Nick Pollock and that was my friend Bailey Freeman.